Hello world, it's Mike Traverso with the Friends That Code podcast, where I get a chance to showcase some amazing people that I know that just happen to write code for a living. A few years back, I was running DevFest Florida. We were doing a fantastic job of getting all kinds of speakers to submit talks, but the talks we were getting were very targeted to a specific technology stack. Well, we needed a keynote. So I was managing the conference social media accounts, scouring all of the social media that we had, looking for people in technology in Florida, looking for someone that worked in technology but could also deliver a great keynote. Then I came across this YouTube channel. <laughs> it's got technology, it's got entrepreneurship, but also these incredible Monday motivation videos with great advice for developers of all levels. So I reach out over Twitter, never expecting to hear back. This person looks incredibly busy. I asked them to submit a talk for our keynote slot, talked about the conference, and luckily we heard back. The submission had this really cool theme comparing how you're currently working in a staging environment and you should use it to get to your production environment, be it being successful with your current job or on a side project or your next project or whatever role you had next. So I knew exactly right then and there we had our 2017 DevFest Florida keynote speaker. Cut to today with over 56,000 Instagram followers, thousands of Twitter and YouTube followers. It comes as no surprise she runs a successful marketing business. She's also created the Do School, an online learning site currently with two courses, focusing on how to do freelance and how to do Instagram. So technologist, entrepreneur, social media guru. Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is the incredibly hardworking and very busy, I don't even know how we booked her, uh, Brandy Morgan. Brandy, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. So I, uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, from, from watching your YouTube channel, um, you know, when you went to college to study other things yes, um, before focusing on software development. So what made you get into coding or software development? So I originally went to several different colleges, actually, right out of school. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I just jumped around and I moved I moved around as well. And so I would just go to different, mostly community colleges. And I ended up landing a job at a software development agency in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And they hired me on as a executive assistant to the president. And about a week into the job, the the president, the guy that I was working for, was like, you need to be doing something else. I'm going to put you into marketing. And so I started in marketing. Yeah. And um, I kind of spearheaded their very first conference um, with another woman that they had contracted. And we did that for a couple of years. And that was how I got into programming because her and I, you know this from running a conference. Um, especially if there's only two of you doing it, you have to do the, all the logistics. You also have to get sponsorships. You have to get speakers. You have to you have to do everything. Um, and one of those things we had to do was make sure we had a website and also make sure we had a mobile app since we were a mobile focused conference. And so I got char in charge of the project management of those things. And so from doing that, I realized the value in 
understanding um, programming and understanding the technical side of that. And so I started teaching myself through Code Academy um, how to code. And I kept doing it and doing it in my spare time. And I realized, you know what, if I really want to have a full understanding of this, I'm the type of person that needs to be fully immersed to get something and to make it stick. And so then I decided I needed to go back to school um, and really learn how to program at a professional level. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I know that, you know, moving down from, from, uh, you know, the Midwest down to Florida, that, that had to be a something. Um, I mean, that's just kind of a whole kind of, let's just dive. I mean, literally a whole dive right into this. That's uh, uh, yeah, that's definitely my personality type. I'm an all or nothing type of person. I'm black and white. Um, when I go for something, I go all in. And I just have this, you know, just this desire to prove to myself that I could be successful as a programmer because naturally I don't think that I I am not one of those people that was born a programmer, you know. Yeah, um, why do you say that? Uh, I just <laughs> – it took me a while to get it. And when I was in school at Full Sail, which is where I went for web dev and design, um, there were kids in the class. And I say kids because I was about like four years older than them. Um, and they just got it. Like it seemed like it just clicked for them. And for me, I had to put in every single hour. And how Full Sail worked back then was you would go to class for four hours and then you'd have lab for four, four hours. And I was there for eight hours a day because I needed to, I needed to be there and be around people that were smarter than me to fully grasp the concepts that the, that were being taught to me. Yeah, no, no, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I had <laughs> I had I had a very similar experience, where all through college it was, okay, what is this? And then a final project, you know, final, you know, your your thesis. It's just like, oh, and it all just clicked, and it was like, okay, mm -hmm. this make it all makes sense. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so if anybody's listening out there. Um, and I, I hope you are that, you know, do not fret if you get into your first computer science class and they're teaching you something and you just don't get it. Don't do not give up. Keep going. Uh, it doesn't always click right away. And then eventually it strangely just all does. Yeah. And I can attest to that. I actually failed, um, not my first internal programming, but it was like, it was like one of the first programming classes I took at Full Sail. I failed it and they were like, yeah, you need to retake it. And I did. And it was in that moment that I realized the importance of attention to detail, especially in programming. Yeah. Um, and so that was a really good learning lesson for me was, nope, you need to pay attention, you need to listen, and you really need to ask questions when you don't understand something. 100%. Oh, couldn't agree more. And then, you know, you see some young developers out there and sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll lean on the stack overflow answers, copying and pasting. And it's just, if you know, don't, you can do that, but don't, you know, get really understand it. If you don't understand it, there's no, nobody's judging you if you don't, this is mm -hmm. all, you know, this, that, that's one of the, you know, a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome and, and it's just, you belong. It's just, you need to ask questions. And once you do people, people are more than helpful, more than, more than willing to be helpful. And, I know. And, uh, right. I mean, that's and half the time they're like, Oh, yep. I've been there. I, I know that. Or I, I've been there. I know that question. I yeah. didn't understand it either. You always hear that, but you don't hear that until you speak up and ask. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start to find your people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Weird, weird tribe. Of, <laughs> um, 
speaking of like young developers, so you know it's it's June. A lot of new developers are you know graduating from college, finishing boot camps, uh, code academies, what have you. You know they're looking to get into the workforce now that they've graduated. What was your first job like, and you know so that those folks can kind of get a sense of what they may expect in their first job. Yes, and even back up a little bit, um, just for anybody that's listening that um, is still in the process of like graduating or going to graduate, um, something that I recommend to everybody is get an internship. I got an internship about nine months um, nine months from graduation at Full Sail, and that internship is what hired me, and I was the only one that sought out an internship and I was then the only one that had a job at graduation. Yeah, and I, go, sorry, go ahead. And that is, it really goes down to who you know and who you talk to. So I was very adamant while I was a student to speak at the meetups in my community and make sure that the people that were at these companies hiring knew who I was and knew that I was graduating in June and I would be looking for a job. Yeah, I mean, it's two amazing pieces of advice right there. Um, one is to get into your internship, if however you can, and kick ass at it. Because the, the more you can stand out there, the more it's... Because I had a very similar experience. Uh, I had an internship, and it ended. And I said, hey, guys, I'm leaving. Um, thanks so much for having me. And they were like, you can't leave yet. And I, well, I, I'm going back to school. You know, the summer's over. <laughs> and... They were like, Let's come back and work part-time. Okay, came back, worked part-time. That ended. I was graduating, told them, hey, guys, thanks so much for having me and having me back again. I'm graduating. I've got to start looking for a job, so see you guys later. Oh, hold on a second. You can't leave. And so mm -hmm. kick ass at your internships as much as you possibly can. Um, and then the second piece of advice that you just gave right there is it's it's who you know. I mean, it's it's – Going to the going to meetups, going to tech meetups in your area, is a fantastic way to get, you know, you know, get to know people that are in the business that will be hiring or are hiring or know people who are hiring. And it's just to be able to get your foot in that door. You know, mm -hmm. it's very hard to break into an industry without knowing anybody, because mm -hmm. then you, you, where do you look for jobs and how do you apply? So, fantastic advice. Thank you. It worked for me, so <laughs> I always share it with people because it's just. You have to get out there and you have to get over the fear of rejection. And if you're not into public speaking, you just have to get over it and do it, especially at the meetup. Like you can give a five minute lightning talk. I think my yes. first talk was on uh, Flux, which I don't even use. I haven't used it. I, used it. I think I used it one time for a project, but I was like, oh, I know it well enough to teach somebody. It was five minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, they're not look, you know, when you, you look at, you know, speakers, you know, no one's asking you to speak at WWDC or Google IO, <laughs> but, but a local meetup in your, in your neighborhood or in your city, it's the perfect chance because everybody is so nervous. Everybody is freaking out that if you get up there and talk, um, half the room is not listening mm -hmm. because they're either planning on speaking and they're so nervous or they've just spoken and they just can't believe they've done whatever they've done or said whatever said whatever they've said. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other half is really interested in hearing what you have to say. And they're listening. 
Yep. So it's so it's such a great idea that you get up there and just give a talk and, and get to know the meeting organizers so that you could say, hey, I'd like to do a couple of, you know, lightning quick talks and they're more than happy. Oh, my goodness. A meeting, it. a meeting organizer. If you go up to a meeting or organizer and you say to that person, I would like to give a talk, they love you because that means they don't have to a find someone to talk next week or next month. And they don't have to prepare content themselves. So trust me, go out there, find them, submit, and have fun. It's a blast. And then afterwards, you usually go out for, for drinks or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and most meetups, they have pizza and drinks yeah. at them. And they're, it, they're so much fun. I miss meetups now that we're kind of in this weird yes weird place of not being able to have them. It's something you, you do miss. And every time... Before I go, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then when I, then when I'm there, I'm loving it. And then when I'm done, I'm like, yes, I'm so happy I went. It's always the case. Yeah, it, it comes back to that whole that whole tribe concept. It's like these are your people. And then, you know, the other thing too is if if you happen to stumble upon a, a bad meetup or with bad bad folks and they're not cool people, um, just leave. You know, go to a different yeah. one. Find a different one. Mm-hmm. Drive a little extra. Go to a different city. Yep. <laughs> don't force yourself to go to a meetup with terrible people. They're out there, but they're very few and far between. So, um, mm-hmm. so Brandy, one of the things that you've been doing lately, and I didn't know this because we haven't spoken since um, DevFest uh, a few years ago. And by the way, you rocked that. I don't know if I ever got a chance to say that. You rocked that. I, I know that. W- I, I don't know if that was like your first big time speaking in, in, a, in a room that big, but yeah, you totally rocked that. Thank you. I, from somebody who used to put on conferences, I used to think to myself, someday that's going to be me. Like I always had a desire because I do actually like, I love sharing knowledge, which is why I created do school um, and my YouTube channel, all my stuff. I love, I love sharing what I know um, in hopes that it helps somebody, at least one person. Um, So I, I would love to get back into speaking. That's something I'm definitely in 2021. I'm going to (laughs) start looking back into doing that again because I miss it. Yeah. And so, so we haven't spoken since then. So I know you've, you've started the do school. Um, tell us about what that is. Yeah. So do school is a dream that I have been like sitting on for a while. And it kind of goes back to my own problems with school. Um, primarily, I mean, honestly, any school and I have beliefs that, you know, that education right now, especially after after high school, is very um, expensive, and a lot of the stuff that you learn there is not applicable knowledge of of what you do on the job. And so, the original thought around Do School was to create this, and it still is, to create this platform that primarily focuses on digital marketing, social media, and sales, and it really teaches you the the skill sets you need to do those at a job and to get hired and then also the other side of it is the entrepreneurial freelance and digital entrepreneurs that want to do it themselves and be their own boss and how do they do that how do they actually build a profitable freelance company or even a profitable agency and so my background is actually in marketing and I love marketing and so I love being able to teach people the skill like those skills um, 
And so that's right now what it is. There's like you said, there's two courses up there right now, which is a freelance mastery course, which really teaches you how to build a profitable freelance business. And then the other one is Instagram mastery, which helps you leverage the Instagram um, for business needs. So whether you're trying to build a profitable influencer business, um, because that's very doable, I've done it. Um, Or if you're a business trying to leverage Instagram for a stream of revenue for your company. That's wild. I mean, I've always thought about, you know, hey, I'll I'll teach and I'll give back and but to to come up with a whole school. um, That's insane. So congratulations on, on doing that. There's a lot to go. I mean, there's only two courses up there next, but honestly, my goal is to become the next plural site. Um, oh, sweet. But, but for the marketing space. And that's something I think that a lot of folks don't teach because, you know, you know, computer science and, and all these development jobs, they attract folks who may be introverted. Mm-hmm. And it's such an amazing idea that you're kind of helping teach folks how to get out there and be a little bit extroverted just to teach you know, just to promote themselves because a lot of folks in our business tend to not do that. Um, exactly. And it's like you said, the way that you found me was through social and I have had so many opportunities, even when I didn't have um, as big of a following as I do now. Um, I've had, I've gotten interviews with Microsoft. I've worked, I've, you know, I work with Microsoft on a contract basis now for different things. I've got to work with some really amazing companies and it's usually, I would say 99% of the time it's because of my social media or they found me on social randomly. And then they're, you know, drawn towards my YouTube channel and they'll see me talking about something. And then that will spark an idea of how they want to incorporate me into some sort of content that they're creating. And so it's been this really great way to earn money on the side, but also give back to people to teach them something. Yeah. And, and the courses, I mean, I was looking at the courses before we were talking today and I think I might go through the freelance, uh, you know, courses just because it's just, just to learn stuff that I don't know because you're, you obviously have figured it out. Um, so that's awesome that you're, that you're kind of giving those tips and, and whatnot. And, and, and just folks, when you're listening to this, the do school is incredibly affordable for what you get. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying this, you know, this is no paid advertisement. Like when I sign up for the do school courses that I'm going to sign up for, um, that's Brandy's not giving me any discounts. Uh, that's totally on me. Um, she's not sponsoring the podcast, <laughs> but when you look at the site and you see what's available and you know, it's just incredible um, what you can get out of it. And um, yeah. well, I appreciate that. The whole goal is I've been able to create this life that I've always dreamed about. And that's working for myself, working from home, working from before all of this, like COVID stuff, working from anywhere there was a Wi-Fi connection. And I feel that like, I just want to give that to other people. I want to give people the freedom and the flexibility and also the ability to make more money because as a freelancer, you can work on as many projects as you can. Um, and you're not, you don't have that financial, um, or salary ceiling that you have at a normal job. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've freelanced before in the past and, and I can tell you Brandy, what Brandy is saying right now is 100% true. It, um, you know, you could have three jobs at the same time. And as long as you're, you know, you're good with organizing your time, 
Mm-hmm. You know, that is something that you can really start to see the money come in. And um, it's nice. And then your boss is always super nice to you <laughs> when you're freelancing. I don't know why, but it is. Super true. Nice. <laughs> um, so, okay, cool. And what, in terms of other courses that you're planning next, what, I mean, do you have, is there anything up in the pipeline and what you're, what you're, you're, you're getting at next? Yeah. So the next course that I am building is, is for the e-commerce space. So a lot of my freelancing that I have been doing lately um, and for the past year has been for e-commerce companies. And so I'm building an e-commerce marketing mastery course. And inside of there are going to be essentially courses in themselves on different things um, in terms of e-commerce marketing. And since I have a background in web development and design, there's just also, how do you build a website that converts users? Because that's the whole point of an e-commerce store is when you get people to the site, how do you get them to purchase? And so I'm really, really excited about that course. So I'll be working on that um, this summer. I'll be starting it probably. I'll start writing it um, next week um, to get that launched by this fall. Has has the quarantine and all of that, because has any of that kind of helped, you know, you know, push these other ideas into that pipeline because obviously, you know, mm-hmm. you really can't go anywhere. Um. No, yeah, hundred percent. And I feel, and so many people ask me, or I get a ton of referrals because after you start freelancing for a while and you you do you do a good job, people refer you to people. Yeah. Um, and there's only so much time in your day. And so one of the things that sparked this was the amount of referrals I get for this particular um, topic and for these particular types of businesses. So when I, when they do come to me, I can just refer them to my course in hopes that either they do it themselves or they have somebody on their team that can take the course and then implement the strategies and the tools that I recommend. That's a really good idea. Um, you know, you mentioned just now, um, I want to pivot just a moment, but you, you, you mentioned about, not having the time to take on clients. And I mean, I've seen your YouTube channel, your Instagram, um, I, you know, your Twitter, you know, you, you, you the do school, uh, how do you find the time and, and what tips would you give someone, uh, to better manage their time? That is a great question. Um, yeah, so I, I've actually, I took the month of June off from creating personal content, um, <laughs> But before that and coming up in the next month, I will be back to producing. I I produce anywhere from three to five videos a week for YouTube. And I promote and I create about six Instagram posts. And of course, those go to Twitter and all sort of stuff. Um, And then, of course, school content and client work. My biggest, biggest piece of advice when it comes to if you're somebody like me that likes to do a lot of different things um, is time blocking. So I utilize Google Calendar and I will block my time um, for certain things. And when it comes to creating content, something that I've gotten fairly decent at, especially when it comes to video content, is I bulk film. So I write up my YouTube scripts in, which there's probably so many better tools, but I use Trello to track everything. And so I'll actually write my scripts on my t- my Trello card, and I will film about three videos at once. 
and then I'll edit them all um, and do all the SEO type stuff that needs to be done. And then I'll schedule them to go out throughout the week. That's that's, brilliant. That's yeah, that has really helped me. Some people like to film in the moment and I do those for my vlog style comment, obviously. Um, But when it comes to my content about when I'm teaching, I prefer to do it that way. So I'm, I'm mentally in the zone to be teaching somebody something. And I know that, okay, today I have three videos to film. I need to block out an hour half worth of time to get that done. I mean, that's right there. I mean, that understanding how much time you need um, and then bulking up the work so that it's just there and you don't, and that's, you know, you don't feel that crunch then. Like when it's like, oh my God, I didn't post anything or I didn't, you know, I don't have, I don't have this project done. It's, you know, bulking up that work is a major, is, is a, an amazing way to kind of go about doing it. So. Yeah. And as you, as you do it, if there's anybody listening that's trying to get into creating content, it gets easier and you will start to realize how much time it takes you and you will come up with your pro- a process that works for you and your schedule. And for me, that really helps because I know when I have client meetings and I know what I need to schedule around. So being aware of those things um, is extremely useful. Cool. Excellent. So I want to, I want to move on to talk about advice that you might've given your younger self now that, so now that you've gotten all of these amazing career experiences, we talked about the do school working with all these kinds of amazing uh, clients that you've got, um, the marketing side, the conferencing, all of the career experiences, put it all together. What advice would you give your younger self? (laughs) The first thing, if I could say something just to my younger self, I would be like, dang, you are super smart and talented (laughs) and you need to believe that about yourself. Um, And the ability to have confidence in yourself. Um, One of the things that programming actually really helped me with was confidence. being able to solve program like programming problems, um, which are just real world problems um, through code, essentially, um, that really helped with my confidence. And I think just really believing in yourself and not, you know, telling my younger self not to listen to what other people are saying to you and about you and drowning out the noise that everybody else is making um, and just focus on yourself and how to how to better yourself and where you you know to get you where you want to go because in reality there's nobody else that's going to be cheering you on unless you know you get a significant other or something like that but at the end of the day it's it well, comes then. down to you <laughs> no exactly yeah. at the end of the day it comes down to you and you have to have that internal confidence that pushes you along yeah it, just that advice right there. I mean, there's, there's a thing in, in, in software development or, or in the speaking circuit or just, I think probably in software, in all of them, it's called imposter syndrome. It's, you know, that feeling of, oh my goodness, I, how am I here? You know, all yep. of these other people are so smart. How am I here with them? I don't belong here. And everybody that is in that room or in that, at that conference or, you know, at that job, they all feel the same way. Yep. Unless there, I mean, there's usually one ass that actually believes that he's there. For, <laughs> I've met most, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but most people feel that same way and they don't feel like they belong. So giving yourself, feeling that being confident and sometimes it's just faking it, faking confidence until you actually have it. 
and mm-hmm. obviously don't be cocky about it, but faking the confidence until you have it is an amazing trick to kind of help make yourself feel comfortable and get stuff done. Because a lot of times, you know, like you said, you know, if you're not feeling confident about something, it's not enjoyable. And if it's not enjoyable, why are you doing it? And then you stop doing it. And, you know, there goes your your career at whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of just kind of plugging along and kind of beating the path down and, and yeah, that's amazing. And be, that's and be nice to, yeah. And be nice to yourself. I feel like so much of how you feel is how you talk to yourself and your internal dialogue that you have all the time. Yeah. Um, especially I know this cause I can only speak cause I'm, cause I am a woman, but I know like women can be very hard on themselves in so many things, especially if you're, you know, on a team of all men, you know, like that, that's a right. true scenario in that, but be nice to yourself. Like you're amazing and what you're doing is amazing and you are going to get there even if your path looks different than the person next to you. Like just be nice to yourself and give yourself the grace to fail and make mistakes and to get back up from them. Yeah. And, and, and if you're, if you're around people that aren't nice to you, do your best to get out of that situation, whether it's finding a different job, um, you know, taking different classes, find ways to get away from that negativity as much as you can. Yes. And, and, and I want to go back to one thing you mentioned, Brandy, and I don't, I kind of like to to focus on, you know, the super positive stuff, but one of the things you mentioned was kind of, you know, how being a woman kind of impacts you in, in maybe a negative way. Um, You know, one of the things I tried to do with the DevFest Florida conferences was always try to have the speaking circuit as diverse as possible. And mm-hmm. it, it was always to make sure that the, the, that the conference attendees got to see a different, you know, got, got to see a different environment, got to see different people, as opposed to the typical kind of, you know, male environment that they would be at a, at a job. And, mm-hmm. and really to kind of help inspire some of the guests that were there and, and the attendees to kind of see, oh, wow, this is, you know, look at this. And um, so we tried really hard to make sure that that was, you know, to, to have these amazing diverse, you know, speakers, um, up on the stage. So, so that's, that's one thing. Um, but now that we talked about that, so there's, there's this stereotype when, when you talk about computer programmer or computer engineer or anything that has to do with development, there's, there's the stereotype, there's two stereotypes, right? There's the one of Hugh Jackman and and swordfish and, and that's just a disaster. And (laughs) one of the things that I'm going to do on this podcast is make fun of Hugh Jackman and swordfish as much, as much as possible. Um, (laughs) just because it's so ridiculous. Um, the second is that there is this stereotype about what, you know, these folks kind of are. And I want to ask what's, what's one thing that you do um, that totally breaks that mold um, on being a programming nerd that you're willing to share. So um, do you golf? Do you skydive? Do you, you know, go for bike rides, hiking? What, what's something that is very unstereotypical of a computer nerd that, that, you, that you're super into? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I get that all the time, especially on Instagram. Like, you don't look like a programmer. You don't know how to code. That's your brother or oh, all that sort of stuff. Um, so based that's on that. Be, that's got to be so annoying. Which, Because I'm also very girly. I wear dresses, skirts. I'm into shoes. I'm into I'm into fashion. But so that's very evident on that, on that type, on that front. But something that I do that, I mean, I'm not sure if other programmers do it, um, but I'm a marathon runner. Um, oh, cool. I'm, 
really into running. I love, I've been running my whole life. It's something I'm very passionate about. And if uh, I actually got my husband into it and my husband is also a programmer and entrepreneur and he now is very into running. And um, we just, we realize that if, if you are somebody who does something for a, for a living that is mentally um, straining, um, whatever that is, running is one of the best ways to relieve that stress and also to get clarity around whatever problem you're facing in those situations, whether they're like, you know, work situations um, mm-hmm. or problems in your code or, you know, thinking through different things. Um, running is just one of the best ways to clear your head. And I love it. So yeah, I'm active on that front. So I don't look like I used to be a runner, but I remember that before I got sick. Um, I, I actually, I used to do a, I did all of the Disney half marathons, marathons, the, the first goofy challenge, the first dopey challenge. Um, couldn't agree with, could, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more that cause you're kind of just stuck in your own head. You know, mm-hmm. it, there's nothing, there's no one else there to entertain you. The people that you may be running with are usually kind of in the same boat and they don't want to talk to you because, mm-hmm. because they're focused on, on, on their, you know, their metrics, whether or not how they're running and their stride and all of that, um, not falling. So, um, have you ever done a Disney race? I mean, being that you're down here in, in central Florida. No, I haven't. Um, okay. We've looked into it. We're usually we travel up north um, during the during Christmas and like the beginning of the the New Year's, which I think okay. is usually when the Disney one is. Okay. Um, yeah, they, so, they used to have so many more than what they have now. Yeah, the one we looked at because we've been doing the one we most recently did was Miami, and I think we'll do that one again. Um, it was beautiful. It was a very beautiful race. So when you mentioned going up north around that time, have you ever thought, because there is, I don't know where exactly north you're talking about, but um, in Ohio, they have a, they have a, there's, there's, I think it's a half marathon that goes around the neighborhood of um, the, the Ralphie's house (laughs) from, um, I forget the name of it. The Christmas story. Yes, that's the one. Um, it's on every year, TNT, all day long. You know, they, they don't plug this okay. podcast, but it, you could see it there. And it, they run around this neighborhood, you know, for a half marathon. And then at the end, you can sweaty and everything. You can walk through the house because it's, you know, a museum now. And you can walk through it and see it after you run a race, which is fun. That would be fun. Yeah, no, we go, I go up to, we go to North Dakota, which is where I'm from. Oh, um cool. So it's definitely way too cold when we go up there to be doing anything outside. <laughs> it's like <laughs> negative. It's in the negatives up there. So really, that's great. Well, how, what's that? I mean, is that why you came to Florida? Just because no, of what? No, okay. I only came here just to go to full sale. And then I oh, met my yeah, husband yeah. and stayed, but yeah. I would never go back and live there. I'm, I'm definitely acclimated to the Florida weather. Yeah, Florida weather and Publix. Yes. And everything is super clean, very wide aisles. Once you shop somewhere else, it's like, oh my goodness, I, I don't want to do this. It's I so wish. true. There's something so so special about that story. Uh, Josh and I, that's like what we do for date night is we'll go pick stuff up from Publix. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, so we talked about loving yourself. And so uh, if you had to give yourself a little bit of love right now on the, on the, on the Friends That Code podcast, what would be some of the things that you'd want to um, talk about? about things that you've accomplished that you're super proud of that when you need to give yourself that love and, and go back and dive deep into that well of confidence to say, Hey, I can do this. What are some of those things that you've accomplished that you can say, Hey, this is what I've done. So what, what is one of those things that you're most proud of? The, some of the, well, a couple of the things that I'm most proud of, I think they fit into different areas. And at my office, my home office, which is where I'm recording, I have this backdrop of cubbies. And inside of there, I actually keep things that I have accomplished that motivate me. And the first one would be from my first job. I got to work on the Powerpuff Girls app. Um, and that was really cool because I had just graduated college and everybody at the company was pissed because I was a junior okay. developer and I got picked to to be the developer on the project with, with another developer. Right. Um, and then they sent me to New York City to be the technical lead at the Powerpuff Girls pop-up shop. And of course, people were like, well, why did you get picked for that? And my boss told me it was because of my personality, actually. Um, I was enjoyable to work with and I wasn't um, mean. Um, I guess the other developers could kind of be harsh when asked questions. And so that's one of the cool, one of the cool things that I always look back and think, man, you got picked out of, you know, 20 developers to do this. And, um, that was really, really awesome. And then other, a couple other things, if I'm going to just toot my own horn here. Um, last year I was 2019, um, Barbie's role model for engineering and robotics. Um, and so what that looked like was I got to go give some talks to some girls um, and do like meet and greets and hang out with a lot of young girls that were, you know, of the age to be into Barbies and talk about them, talk to them about programming and the beautiful, beautiful future that they could create if they got into, you know, STEM. And there were, I remember there was one girl that came up to me and she, she was in some, a STEM after, after school program. And she thought it was so cool to see a female engineer and I melted. And it was in that moment where you get is like, you actually get to see somebody that you're impacting and somebody actually gets to see what they want to be when they grow up, which um, isn't always the case. And honestly, I think that is probably the coolest accolade is that you've got, you've not only have you done all of the cool things that you've done in your career to see someone, the next generation, you know, kind of coming up and saying, Hey, you're awesome. That's, that's got to hit hard. It did. And it, it means a lot to see, to see a little girl so excited to come talk to you about programming, about something that they built. And she ended up telling me about this cool robotics thing that she was working on. And it, it, you could tell it meant the world to her and her That's mom and who she was with. And so it just, it just like, to me, it just is like, you know what, just keep going. No matter what you're doing, you're doing something right and you can impact so many people, which you like, you know, you never know who you're impacting. Yeah. I want to, I just want to recap. So we talked about, um, first we talked about the do school. Um, we talked about, uh, how some of the amazing courses there and the, the, the new e-commerce, um, course that's coming up. Uh, we talked about 
how you manage time. And honestly, folks, if you're if you want to listen to someone who can give you advice on managing time, it's Brandy because Brandy has a million different you know uh, things going on. If she can't give you good advice on how to manage your time better, you're lost. So <laughs> definitely listen to some of the tips that Brandy gave you. And the the advice that you gave about you know loving yourself and being nice to yourself I, I, that's such a great piece of advice that i think more people need to have really feel that confidence feel that love from yourself there, there's no one that's going to be a bigger champion for you than you mm -hmm. uh, and and that's i mean so uh, yeah i i just want to say thanks so much for for being on the show brandy uh, do you have you want to share any is there anything else that you maybe want to talk about no, I mean, if you are, if you're listening and you're trying to get into programming, don't, don't give up, keep going. There's been a million times when I was starting out that I wanted to, I wanted to quit or I didn't think I was going to make it, but hold out, you will make it and you will do awesome things. Brandy, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, folks, we will be back next time with another amazing person to talk to and give you amazing advice. This has been Friends That Code. I'm Mike Traverso. Thanks so much.